Ezekiel 43, 18. And he said to me, Son of man, thus says the Lord God, these are the statutes for the altar on the day it is built, to offer burnt offerings on it. 19. You shall give to the Levitical priests. A young bull for a sin offering. 20 I you shall take some of its blood. Thus you shall cleanse it and make atonement for it. And it shall be burned in the appointed place of the house, outside the sanctuary. On the second day you shall offer a male goat. You shall present a young bull without blemish and a ram without blemish from the flock. They shall offer them up as a burnt offering to the Lord. For seven days you shall prepare daily a goat for a sin offering, also a young bull and a ram from the flock, without blemish, shall be prepared. Even days they shall make atonement. 27 When they have completed the days. The priests shall offer your burnt offerings on the altar, and your peace offerings, and I will accept you, declares the Lord God. Here, the Lord has laid out a series of specific instructions for the people to attain His acceptance. He does indeed promise them His acceptance, using you shall and I will in the passage. For us today, perhaps we should think of how good we are at following a series of directions to attain a goal. How well do we stick to a plan? Do we see a goal and just take our own pathway to it? Do we begin with the directions and then find what we think is a better way? Are we finding our own way throughout our lives, or do we listen for the Lord's instruction? Do we trust and obey? Ezekiel 41 The Inner Temple Then he brought me to the nave and measured the side pillars, six cubits wide on each side was the width of the side pillar. The width of the entrance was ten cubits and the sides of the entrance were five cubits on each side. And he measured the length of the nave, forty cubits, and the width, twenty cubits. Then he went inside and measured each side pillar of the doorway, two cubits, and the doorway, six cubits high, and the width of the doorway, seven cubits. He measured its length, twenty cubits, and the width, twenty cubits, before the nave, and he said to me, This is the most holy place. Then he measured the wall of the temple, six cubits, and the width of the side chambers, four cubits, all around about the house on every side. The side chambers were in three stories, one above another, and thirty in each story, and the side chambers extended to the wall which stood on their inward side all around, that they might be fastened, and not be fastened into the wall of the temple itself. The side chambers surrounding the temple were wider at each successive story. Because the structure surrounding the temple went upward by stages on all sides of the temple, therefore the width of the temple increased as it went higher, and thus one went up from the lowest story to the highest by way of the second story. I saw also that the house had a raised platform all around, the foundations of the side chambers were a full rod of six long cubits in height. The thickness of the outer wall of the side chambers was five cubits. But the free space between the side chambers belonging to the temple and the outer chambers was twenty cubits in width all around the temple on every side. The doorways of the side chambers toward the free space consisted of one doorway toward the north and another doorway toward the south, and the width of the free space was five cubits all around. The building that was in front of the separate area at the side toward the west was seventy cubits wide, and the wall of the building was five cubits thick all around, and its length was ninety cubits. Then he measured the temple, a hundred cubits long, the separate area with the building and its walls were also a hundred cubits long. Also the width of the front of the temple and that of the separate areas along the east side totaled a hundred cubits. He measured the length of the building along the front of the separate area behind it, with a gallery on each side, a hundred cubits, he also measured the inner nave and the porches of the court. The thresholds, the latticed windows and the galleries round about their three stories, opposite the threshold, were panelled with wood all around, and from the ground to the windows, but the windows were covered, over the entrance, and to the inner house, and on the outside, and on all the wall all around inside and outside, by measurement. 
It was carved with cherubim and palm trees, and a palm tree was between cherub and cherub, and every cherub had two faces, a man's face toward the palm tree on one side and a young lion's face toward the palm tree on the other side, they were carved on all the house all around. From the ground to above the entrance cherubim and palm trees were carved, as well as on the wall of the nave. The doorposts of the nave were square, as for the front of the sanctuary, the appearance of one doorpost was like that of the other. The altar was of wood, three cubits high and its length two cubits, its corners, its base and its sides were of wood. And he said to me, This is the table that is before the Lord. The nave and the sanctuary each had a double door. Each of the doors had two leaves, two swinging leaves, two leaves for one door and two leaves for the other. Also there were carved on them, on the doors of the nave, cherubim and palm trees like those carved on the walls, and there was a threshold of wood on the front of the porch outside. There were latticed windows and palm trees on one side and on the other, on the sides of the porch, thus were the side chambers of the house and the thresholds. Ezekiel 42. Chambers of the Temple. Then he brought me out into the outer court, the way toward the north, and he brought me to the chamber which was opposite the separate area and opposite the building toward the north. Along the length, which was a hundred cubits, was the north door, the width was fifty cubits. Opposite the twenty cubits which belonged to the inner court, and opposite the pavement which belonged to the outer court, was gallery corresponding to gallery in three stories. Before the chambers was an inner walk ten cubits wide, a way of one hundred cubits, and their openings were on the north. Now the upper chambers were smaller because the galleries took more space away from them than from the lower and middle ones in the building. For they were in three stories and had no pillars like the pillars of the courts, therefore the upper chambers were set back from the ground upward, more than the lower and middle ones. As for the outer wall by the side of the chambers, toward the outer court facing the chambers, its length was fifty cubits. For the length of the chambers which were in the outer court was fifty cubits, and behold, the length of those facing the temple was a hundred cubits. Nine below these chambers was the entrance on the east side, as one enters them from the outer court. In the thickness of the wall of the court toward the east, facing the separate area and facing the building, there were chambers. The way in front of them was like the appearance of the chambers which were on the north, according to their length so was their width, and all their exits were both according to their arrangements and openings. Corresponding to the openings of the chambers which were toward the south was an opening at the head of the way, the way in front of the wall toward the east, as one enters them. Then he said to me, the north chambers and the south chambers, which are opposite the separate area, they are the holy chambers where the priests who are near to the Lord shall eat the most holy things. There they shall lay the most holy things, the grain offering, the sin offering and the guilt offering, for the place is holy. When the priests enter, then they shall not go out into the outer court from the sanctuary without laying there their garments in which they minister, for they are holy. They shall put on other garments, then they shall approach that which is for the people. Now when he had finished measuring the inner house, he brought me out by the way of the gate which faced toward the east and measured it all around. He measured on the east side with the measuring reed five hundred reeds by the measuring reed. He measured on the north side five hundred reeds by the measuring reed. On the south side he measured five hundred reeds with the measuring reed. He turned to the west side and measured five hundred reeds with the measuring reed. He measured it on the four sides, it had a wall all around, the length five hundred and the width five hundred, to divide between the holy and the profane. Ezekiel 43. Vision of the glory of God filling the temple. Then he led me to the gate, the gate facing toward the east, and behold, the glory of the God of Israel was coming from the way of the east. And his voice was like the sound of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. And it was like the appearance of the vision which I saw, like the vision which I saw when he came to destroy the city. And the visions were like the vision which I saw by the river Kabar, and I fell on my face. 
and the glory of the Lord came into the house by the way of the gate facing toward the east. And the Spirit lifted me up and brought me into the inner court, and behold, the glory of the Lord filled the house. Then I heard one speaking to me from the house, while a man was standing beside me. He said to me, Son of man, this is the place of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet, where I will dwell among the sons of Israel forever. And the house of Israel will not again defile my holy name, neither they nor their kings, by their harlotry and by the corpses of their kings when they die, by setting their threshold by my threshold and their door post beside my door post, with only the wall between me and them. And they have defiled my holy name by their abominations which they have committed. So I have consumed them in my anger. Now let them put away their harlotry and the corpses of their kings far from me, and I will dwell among them forever. As for you, son of man, describe the temple to the house of Israel, that they may be ashamed of their iniquities, and let them measure the plan. If they are ashamed of all that they have done, make known to them the design of the house, its structure, its exits, its entrances, all its designs, all its statutes, and all its laws. And write it in their sight, so that they may observe its whole design and all its statutes and do them. This is the law of the house, its entire area on the top of the mountain all around shall be most holy. Behold, this is the law of the house. The Altar of Sacrifice And these are the measurements of the altar by cubits, the cubit being a cubit and a handbreadth, the base shall be a cubit and the width a cubit, and its border on its edge round about one span, and this shall be the height of the base of the altar. From the base on the ground to the lower ledge shall be two cubits and the width one cubit, and from the smaller ledge to the larger ledge shall be four cubits and the width one cubit. The altar hearth shall be four cubits, and from the altar hearth shall extend upwards four horns. Now the altar hearth shall be twelve cubits long by twelve wide, square in its four sides. The ledge shall be fourteen cubits long by fourteen wide in its four sides, the border around it shall be half a cubit and its base shall be a cubit roundabout, and its steps shall face the east. The Offerings And he said to me, Son of man, thus says the Lord God, These are the statutes for the altar on the day it is built, to offer burnt offerings on it and to sprinkle blood on it. You shall give to the Levitical priests who are from the offspring of Zadok, who draw near to me to minister to me, declares the Lord God, a young bull for a sin offering. You shall take some of its blood and put it on its four horns and on the four corners of the ledge and on the border round about, thus you shall cleanse it and make atonement for it. You shall also take the bull for the sin offering, and it shall be burned in the appointed place of the house, outside the sanctuary. On the second day you shall offer a male goat without blemish for a sin offering, and they shall cleanse the altar as they cleansed it with the bull. When you have finished cleansing it, you shall present a young bull without blemish and a ram without blemish from the flock. You shall present them before the Lord, and the priests shall throw salt on them, and they shall offer them up as a burnt offering to the Lord. For seven days you shall prepare daily a goat for a sin offering, also a young bull and a ram from the flock, without blemish, shall be prepared. For seven days they shall make atonement for the altar and purify it, so shall they consecrate it. When they have completed the days, it shall be that on the eighth day and onward, the priests shall offer your burnt offerings on the altar, and your peace offerings, and I will accept you, declares the Lord God. Plus. Psalm 119, Resh. Look upon my affliction and rescue me. For I do not forget your law. Plead my cause and redeem me. Revive me according to your word. Salvation is far from the wicked. For they do not seek your statutes. Greater your mercies, O Lord. Revive me according to your ordinances. Many are my persecutors and my adversaries. Yet I do not turn aside from your testimonies. I behold the treacherous and loathe them. Because they do not keep your word. Consider how I love your precepts. Revive me, 
O Lord, according to your love and kindness. The sum of your word is truth. And every one of your righteous ordinances is everlasting.